0: Hi, my name is Lewis Howes, and welcome to The Daily Motivation Show.
1: You know, sometimes there's a crisis and well-meaning mental health professionals rush in to discuss the trauma while it's still happening. That's a really bad idea. People are generally traumatized because something actually horrible happened. And dwelling on it in the moment just makes it worse. It's not like anybody has a solution. Here's how you should understand this. You know, someone's just shot up your kid's school. Here's how you should understand this. That'll make it all better. It's like, no, it won't. If you have old baggage, that often comes up if you're having an argument with someone, doesn't it? You know how it, you know how it is. This is partly why people don't like to have a dispute within a relationship, because it's a thread and you pull on that thread and just God. <laughs> Well, oh, that we had another rule. Do not agree with something you don't agree with. Ooh. Like if we're going to, if we decide, you and me, that we're doing this, we don't go back and say, well, I didn't really mean it. We don't get to play revisionist with our history. So if you, if you don't agree, don't agree, fight, object, or hold your peace. Because you see what happens with couples is, there's a little fight and then one says to the other yeah but you did this and then that person says yeah I know I did that but then that was because you did this and each this gets bigger until what's on the table is why the hell should we stay together at all and so every fight becomes why the hell should we stay together at all so that's another thing you want to do is you want to have the fight about this thing you were flirting I think you were flirting more than you should have been. Okay, so I go away and I think, well, okay, maybe I was. Okay. um, Well, then we have to have a discussion about why. And maybe we can solve that, but mostly what we have to do is figure out how to not have that happen again. Okay, so we're going to go see the same couple again. What is it that you want me to do? So I'm the flirtatious one, let's say, what do you want me to do? Well, you have to figure that out. It's like, no, I'm stupid. Like you, we're equally stupid. I need right. to know what would satisfy you. And you need to figure out what would satisfy you so I know. And that, like, that's also extremely useful, is let your con- establish your conditions of satisfaction, make them explicit, let the other person know. If, we, if I have a fight with, with Tammy, let's say, sometimes I remember to say, okay, what, what do you want me to do right now? What can I do? What, what should I say? And mean you know and you think well you shouldn't let the other person put words in your mouth well fair enough you know I'm not act, I'm not asking for something false I'm saying I'd like to not have this happen can you see a way out is there something I could do to increase the probability that that's the route we could take and you know sometimes that works but the other person has to let you know what they would find satisfying when when you're the only person that something has happened to That's really not good, right? Because it alienates you even from yourself. You have no idea what to do with that. And so that's sometimes why people find it such a relief to have their illness diagnosed. It's like, oh, there is, this is known. There's a category. Other people have had this experience. Maybe there's a pathway through it. So just knowing that you're not the only person like that can be very helpful. What your brain wants from you in relationship to a traumatic memory is indication that you're no longer vulnerable to the same problem that's what memory is for right you remember something bad and you process it so that you change your interpretation or your behavior or the situation or whatever you can change so that it isn't going to happen in the future and that'll if you do that thoroughly you'll generally let yourself rest you know one of the things you need to develop if you've had an experience like the one you had perhaps because i don't know the details you probably need a theory of malevolence you have to understand it so that you're no longer a victim of it you have because otherwise you can't put the event in a in a context
0: right
1: you know and sometimes that means the development of real a real philosophical sophistication and that can help because then you know then you can start to separate out malevolence from benevolence because maybe you're afraid of any intimate relationship now because it's been contaminated with that and everything's fuzzy and foggy and so you need to understand the person who did that at least to some degree so that you can separate that person out from all the other people around you who that you encounter in situations that might be reminiscent of it you know so you you felt vulnerable for for Perhaps you felt ashamed. All those things have to be gone through. What do you think? You know, when you're ashamed, when does what elicits that? What are the eliciting cues? What do you think when that happens? All of that has to be taken apart. How you should delve into something traumatic that's currently happening is a whole different issue. But if it's an old memory and it still bothers you, it means that you haven't decomposed that experience sufficiently to detach it from. The emotion. So imagine when something terrible happens to you, you don't understand it. So then you might say, well, if you don't understand something that's happening to you, how can it be terrible? Because doesn't terrible mean that you understand it? And the the answer is, well, you understand things in stages, And the first way you understand a terrible thing is by freezing in terror or running. That's the understanding. It's not conceptual, it's embodied and emotional. And so event terror, that's the first category. Okay. Now, the next question is, how do you get it out? How do you get out of the terror? You realize that nothing truly dangerous is happening. Well, what if something truly dangerous did happen? then you elaborate your view of the world to the point where you're no longer vulnerable to that terrible thing. And that's extremely difficult. So the memory of something terrible stays terrible until you effortfully process it and decompose it into, well, often into a much more sophisticated map of the world.
0: I am so excited for you to finish the rest of your day strong. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to click the link in the description and it'll take you to the full episode of my other show, The School of Greatness. Make sure to come back tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Motivation Show. Justin, and so good.